0: Hello and welcome to the Armchair Theorist podcast. I'm your host, the Armchair Theorist. This is obviously episode number one. So I wanted to just give a quick description of what this podcast is. And also, I suppose, a quick disclaimer. This is a podcast where I'm going to discuss unsolved true crime cases and then try and theorize about what might have happened and the the so many possibilities of what could have happened. I am in absolutely no way qualified to do this, let me just say. Off the bat, it's just something that I like to do. I theorize about these things myself, and I thought, you know, why not just bother the whole world with this and put it in podcast form instead of just bothering family and friends? I'll just put it out into the world. Um, I'm also absolutely not qualified in any way or have any experience with making a podcast, so this whole thing is a learning curve. So if it's a mess at the beginning, hopefully it will get better as time goes on. So just have a bit of patience. I want to give a quick explanation about the title of the podcast. So like an unqualified armchair psychologist, I am an armchair theorist. It's pretty simple that. Um, it's my intention to look at primarily European cases, because I find a lot of other podcasts and even TV show documentary type things, they deal with cases in America so much. And I wanted to shift that focus to Europe. Because, I mean, unfortunately, there are tons of cases to delve into. And I'm obviously in Europe, so it's a bit closer to home for me. I have also set up an Instagram for this podcast. It's at Armchair Theorist Pod. So head over there, give the page a like to keep up with things. I already have a list of about five cases I want to cover. But then after that, obviously, I'd love suggestions. So, you know, head on to the Instagram and message me if you have any suggestions for cases that I should look into or cover on the podcast. I think I think that's about it for the moment, so we'll get into it. Today's case is in Poland, and I don't speak any Polish whatsoever. So I got the pronunciations of the names and place names off Google Translate. So if they're wrong, I apologize, but it is my fault. It's actually Google Translate's fault. So let's get into it. It's 2018 and Mateusz Kowetski is 30 years old. He is a Polish native and he's from Southeast Poland, but he has been living in Hanover in Germany with his dad and sister for the last five years. He is in a long-distance relationship with his pregnant fiance and she still lives in Poland. She lives in a town called Lipiagora, which is in Northwest Poland. So it's the absolute opposite of where he's from. Mateusz's fiance is coming up to her duty. So when Mateusz Mateusz finishes work on the 28th of March, 2018. He gets in his 1998 BMW and sets off for Leapie He finishes work at about 11, half 11 that night. So that's what time he leaves. And he's expected to arrive in the town at about eight or nine the next morning. But at half 10 the next morning, Mateusz's dad calls him to see like, oh, have you arrived? How it's going? And Mateusz tells his dad, oh, I still haven't arrived because there was an accident on the motorway last night. And there was a traffic jam. So I got delayed. He tells his dad that, that he's close to a town called Szczecin. Which I think is how it's pronounced. That's what Google told me it's pronounced as Szczecin. It's a town on the German-Polish border. And Mateusz says I still have about 214 kilometers to go before he gets to the town. Which isn't... Oh my god. There's someone reversing their car. No, it's a bin truck outside. So if you can hear beeping, there's a bin truck outside. When... So, yeah, he tells his dad, still got 214 kilometres to go. When he gets off that call with his dad, he also texts his fiance to say, I'll be there in about two hours. That's it. That's the last communication that anybody receives from Mateusz. So, obviously, his family are majorly worried. By five o'clock that evening, Mateusz's fiance is just gone mad. So, she's been ringing him for hours and hours and hours, and every single call goes unanswered, which means his phone is still on. The fiancé also rings Mateusz's sister, who was obviously, she's in Hanover, and says to her, can you try and call him? The sister tries to call and still there's no answer. A few hours later, Mateusz's mother, who is down the other end of Poland, goes to the police and says, listen, I want to file a missing report. My son has gone missing somewhere along the border. And they say, it's too early. He hasn't been missing long enough. He's probably going to show up. You have to wait. You can't file it yet. So, the family wait around. I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine how horrible that is, having to wait around, knowing they're not going to show up, because he would have showed up, like, that fucking morning. So, they wait around, and finally, the appropriate amount of time has gone by, and they're allowed to file a missing persons report. And they file the report with both the Polish and the German police, because, obviously, he was coming from Germany, and he lives in Germany. And... You would think now, their neighbouring countries, Poland and Germany, they're both members of the EU, you'd think that they'd be able to work together to investigate this this case, but it turns out to be an absolute bureaucratic nightmare, where neither police force seems to be able to kind of do anything, or willing to do anything. After a report is filed, the German police just come straight out and they're like, no, we're not investigating this, he was in Poland when he disappeared, there's nothing we can really do. The Polish police are obviously like, yeah, okay, we'll look into it, so they're kind of going about their investigation and the family's like can you try and find his phone because that was on for days after he went missing so that would have GPS as to maybe where, where he went and where he is and the police say to the family that Mateusz's phone had a German SIM card so they don't have jurisdiction to look into the phone and the family are like okay so the police asked the Polish police ask the German police, can you try and locate the phone? It's a German SIM card. And the German police say, but even though he had a German SIM card, that SIM card disappeared in Poland, so we're not allowed to look for it. Nobody feels like they have jurisdiction here. And again, we're n- like, okay, I don't know the ins and outs of EU law or whatever, but you'd think that either police force would be like, listen, I go ahead. I don't care if you do it, go ahead. But But they don't. And neither of them can look for this phone. I'll give you a spoiler though. His phone is eventually found and the Polish police look into it and they say that Mateusz's phone, his SIM card, never connected to a Polish network. So you know yourself, when you go on holidays, when you turn your phone back on after getting off the plane or if you're even driving around Europe, your signal goes and then you have to wait for your phone to connect to a network in that country. But Mateusz's phone never connected to a Polish network, even though he was in, he he rang from Poland. I don't understand that. So, and they can't understand it either. They don't, they don't see how he was in Poland when he rang. So how was his phone still connected to a German network? Because that doesn't make sense. But I mean, he mightn't have been too far into the border. But listen, we'll talk about that later. Back to initially, he's gone missing and they have no idea about the phone yet. The police are making absolutely no progress on this case whatsoever. So the family begin their own investigation. They look at the route Mateusz would have taken from Hanover to uh, Lipeagora. They check down side lanes and streets where he could have turned off the motorways. They go to petrol stations along the route, asking staff members if they've seen him. They ask for CCTV from these petrol stations and little shops and stuff like that. And they plaster his poster around border towns everywhere, just asking people for information. But over the next over the next six months, they go on telly and multiple times, and they're just asking the public, like, "Listen, if you're seeing anything, please get in contact with us." And they receive practically nothing in return, absolutely no good leads whatsoever. And it really just appears as if Mateusz just banished, like, fell off the face of the earth. In September, then in 2018, so six months after he's gone missing, September 12th. Mateusz's mother gets a visit from her neighbour and the neighbour complains that there's a smell coming from the mother's barn from since around July and it just hasn't gone away and it's doing it's in. so the neighbour says listen there's probably a dead animal decaying in the barn is it all right if I go in and try and find what's causing the smell because I want to get rid of it because it's horrible." Mateusz's mother is like yeah sure go ahead look around so the neighbour goes in has a look and The barn has this little walled-off section that creates a little room under the barn roof. I can't really visualise this, but this is what the article said. And the neighbour climbs up to check this little room, where he sees a pile of clothes and a backpack. He looks closer, because he's like, what the hell is this? And he realised that it's actually a torso and a severed head. And then he looks up and he sees there's two nooses hanging from the ceiling. Also, just a side note here. It is possible for a head to decapitate during a hanging. That in itself, though it is strange... It's not indicative of anything suspicious thus yet, okay? So he sees this severed head, this torso, and these ropes. And turns out the clothes and the backpack are Mateus's. The neighbour wasn't able to identify him because the body had decayed so much. But the belongings were his. And the police come and they're like, Oh, he committed suicide. Case closed. That's it. Blah, blah, blah. And the family are obviously like... That's not true. They're not happy with this conclusion whatsoever. They don't believe it was suicide. And they especially don't believe that it's suicide. Because four days after Mateusz's body has been found, they find his shoe in the barn. And his foot is still in the shoe. Not attached to his body anymore. A severed foot is in a shoe. And the police are like, yeah, that's suicide. First of all, the police, nor the autopsy, even mentioned the fact that his body was missing a foot so the family at this point are absolutely fuming that this was never mentioned to them whatsoever and not even the fact that it only wasn't mentioned but the fact that the police knew that he was missing a foot and still said that's suicide who cuts their foot off and then hangs himself that's madness so they're also not happy when they later find out that some, if not all, now the articles kind of vary on this, but at least some of Mateusz's teeth had been knocked out and were stuck to his clothes in blood. So, and the police didn't seem to look into this whatsoever. And they also didn't investigate the contents of the backpack that was found with his body. And it was his backpack, but there was a water bottle with cigarette butts in it, which is fair enough, he did smoke. But there was also a carton of orange juice in the bag, which his family said was really weird because Mateusz is. A Mateusz hated orange juice so why would he have a carton of it Um the backpack had been taken by police obviously when it was found and then they just kind of gave it back to the family and the family says that the police didn't do any analysis on the bag to determine whether there was other fingerprints or other DNA present on the bag that could have potentially shed some light on the case like on that could have shed some light on who else was involved in this because this was not a suicide But it seems very much like the police kind of had their theory and they said, we're sticking to that. We're not going to waste our time investigating anything else because either it's kind of confirmation bias type thing. They were never going to find anything else because it was so in their head that it was suicide. Or they knew something was shady and they just weren't bothered. Or they knew something was shady and they knew exactly what it was and didn't want to get involved. Okay, so there are three possibilities there. Well, in my head it is. Another strange thing, as if this case wasn't already fucking bananas enough, is that his car, Mateusz's car, nor his car keys were ever found. His car keys weren't on him and his car was just never seen. It wasn't in that town. So nobody's seen it since he disappeared. Since he set off from Hanover, nobody's seen his car. Nobody in the small town where he was found, and it really seems to be like a small town, like a small, like, real country village type thing. Nobody saw his car drive in or around the village toward the barn. The car just absolutely vanished. And nobody has found it since. It's been two and a half years. Nobody's found the car. Another strange thing to add on top of that. Because you know. Why not just keep adding things on top of it. Is the day after Mateusz's last contact with anybody. So after his phone call with his dad saying. I've been delayed. And after the text message to his fiance. There was another call made on his phone. To his uncle. The call actually looks like an accident. It looks like as if somebody pressed like call and then immediately hung up like didn't even give it time to start ringing like it was still in dialing mode if you get me because you can tell by the bill or whatever the records that it was hung up immediately and it never connected through like the uncle's phone never received a call so who made that call who accidentally had his phone and made that call because i don't believe it was him tell you that now for a fact now it's time to get into the theories Given that this case is so strange, it really is one of the weirdest I've ever heard. You think it's weird anyway that this man just goes missing. And then you just hear another fact and another fact and another fact and it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. <sighs> Given that, there's so many potential, potential theories about every single aspect of the case, I think, because there's just so much to delve into. So let's start with the car. It potentially was stolen and driven off. By somebody else, or else Mateusz hit it very well. I don't think he hid it. I do think it was stolen. Now, was it stolen in the whole process of Mateusz being killed, or did it just happen to be stolen afterward? Like he kind of hid it when he arrived in the town. He had gone to commit suicide. He kind of hit the car, and then somebody just like um randomly just stole it like coincidentally his car was just stolen and never seen again i mean you're in europe i know it takes ages to drive places but you could just you can drive anywhere you could drive across three countries in two days you know that type of thing i think i don't know i'm on an island i'm just guessing but uh, the car thing's weird I, i don't really have a set thing on what happened there because you need to think of the theories about the rest of the case before you can think about what happened to the car in my opinion so let's look at the suicide theory I think this is very unlikely. Why would he set off on a big long-ass trip to commit suicide? I mean, if he wanted to kill himself, he could have done that at home in Germany. Why set off from work, tell people he's gone to Lippia but then actually drive double double the distance, double the length of time to his hometown? Why even wait till your shift is over? If you're going to kill yourself, why are you going to work that day? I, it just seems weird to me. Why would he do it in his hometown? Would his hometown be that significant to him? That he would choose to kill himself there? And also... He's about to have a child. Why would you Why would you tell your fiancé, Yeah, I'm coming home so you can... So you can give birth to our child and we can be together when this great thing happens. So he tells her that but actually decides to kill himself? I don't know. I just don't see it happening. It, it, it It's... Potentially could have, but I'm saying very unlikely. Very, very, very unlikely. I should have a rating for these. Oh my God. But very unlikely for the suicide theory. Let's just talk about this traffic accident that apparently held him up here for a minute because I'm finding this very, very strange. This was 2018. Surely this crash would have been documented somewhere because it was significant enough that it held this man up for hours. If he was supposed to arrive between 8 and 9 in the morning, And at half ten, he still had two hours to go. This was some crash to delay him that long, in my opinion. So I tried to look it up and I couldn't find any articles about it. Now, of course, that doesn't mean there weren't any articles, but it means I couldn't find them. And also, there were crashes on the night of the 28th going into the 29th in Germany. But when I googled the driving route from Hanover to Liebjagora, there were no crashes on that night of any of the potential routes he would have taken. Now, I'm just guessing the potential routes. Google Maps kind of gave me two motorways that would have led him to Libiagora past that little town of Shtechin. So the A2 or the A24. I couldn't find any articles of a crash happening on them two motorways that night. So, I mean, even if my research isn't good and there was an accident and it was during the night, I mean... How would the traffic be so bad that he would be held up for that long? Surely they'd just close off a lane or two. So this gap of time that he was kind of delayed for, this is making me think that he was up to something. I'm, I'm not trying to blame him for his death or anything like that. I'm not trying to cast aspersions on the man. I'm just saying it seems really strange that he was delayed for hours upon end in a crash during the night. That i can't find documented online i can find other crashes in other places but i can't find any near routes he would have taken i can't find any near routes he would have taken so that's making me think he stopped off to do something maybe and that somebody did this to him i 100 percent think somebody else was involved i mean it's his foot being separated from his body that gets me who cuts off their own foot that makes no sense whatsoever That makes absolutely no sense. I mean, this isn't 127 hours where you're cutting off limbs trying to save yourself. If this man was trying to kill himself, why is he cutting off his own foot and then hopping up and hanging himself? That makes... uh, How would he have even climbed up to then hang himself after cutting his foot off because it was found in a different place in the barn. It wasn't found up with his torso and severed head. Oh, I don't know. This is so strange, man. And it would have to... If somebody else was involved, it would have to be someone who knew him. And knew him well enough to do this in his, mother barn, in his mother's barn. Because some randomer is not going to be like, what's your hometown? I'm bringing you there to kill you. I'm going to drive you across the country, a big-ass fucking country, to kill you in your mother's barn for no bloody reason. No randomer does that. A randomer can just kill you on the side of the road and leave you there. So, was Mateusz kind of involved with something, something nefarious that would have gotten caught up in this kind of world of Oh, mob hits. I, this sounds so like the bloody Sopranos or something like that. But like the Polish mob, gone But I mean, potentially, it's um, it's vicious enough. But again, why would they bring him home to do what? I still don't understand that. And he. We also have to remember that he is the one who had the call with his dad saying that he'd been delayed. And it would have been. It seems like such a coincidence that he was delayed. But then it turns out he was—he ended up somewhere else. Like, I don't think he was delayed. I think he stopped off. But was he then still on his way to uh, Leapy Agora? I don't know. Or was he on his way to the other side of the country? I can't figure that out. This one's so strange. I don't have kind of like a set theory on this. So bear with me here. I'm going to try and put together some semblance of a possible theory as to what happened here in this case. So Mateus sets off for Poland after work on March twenty eighth. He meets with someone en route whom he had already planned to meet. Who that is, I really I, I have no idea. But somebody who's involved with criminality in some sense of the word, but the meeting takes a bad turn and goes on longer than expected. So now there's two ways to go here. Either he leaves this meeting that went on for too long, and he sets off for Lipigura again, has the phone call with his dad and gives him the excuse oh there was an accident that's why I'm delayed but then gets taken by whoever the meeting was with or he never left that meeting alone and that phone call was made under duress he was forced to act natural on that phone call because he'd been like kidnapped or something like that and he's with other people I know this sounds really far fetched but things like this can happen people can be not who you expect them to be I know nothing, nothing has come, well, I couldn't find anything that has come out after this to say, you know, that he was involved in anything like that, but you never know, maybe it just hasn't come out, maybe the people he's involved with don't want other people to know that they're all involved, so they never came out and said, oh, we knew him, you know, that type of way. But anyway, both these paths, whether he left on his own and then gets taken further along the road, or he's just taken immediately by these people from the meeting um it leads to the same thing it leads to him being kidnapped and then taken to his hometown tortured which would explain the foot being cut off and his teeth being knocked out and potentially the head being lopped off but that could be that these people hanged him and his head just naturally came off during the hanging um but he's m- murdered then in the mother's barn. And they took the car and got rid of it somewhere else. Like, they could have driven it off to some other country. Cut it off for parts, you know that. It's, I, I would assume it's easy enough to do. They burn it out somewhere. But you also have to take into account this police investigation that went on. Like That was a shitty job. The police did not investigate this properly. So, the car could have been bleeding two miles down the road and police never found it. Because the police weren't looking. Because they said this is a suicide. So, why would they bother looking for the man's car? Because there's nobody else involved in their minds. So there's very little chance that the police actually did any real investigatory work into this. Which would explain why these things are so mysterious. Because they were never looked into anybody. Also, why was he taken to his hometown? Again, that one kind of stumps me a bit. Why would these killers be bothered to bring him all the way to his hometown? Maybe they wanted to send a message to... Other members of their gang that they're not to be crossed, and they know all about people's personal lives and the people associate with them and stuff like that. It, it's a theory. It's I'm just throwing it out there in the world and seeing what's happened. Like it could, this could be the most far fetched I could be fictionalizing this whole thing. This is completely made up in my entire head, and it's absolutely not what happened. But we don't know what happened, so you know, no, you can't tell me I'm wrong. And I know this. Sounds like I'm blaming him for his own death and stuff like that. And like I said, I'm not. I'm just saying. It is possible that he could have been associated with bad people. And this ended up resulting in his death. Should he have died? Should he have gone through that? No, that's horrible. Especially for his family. Like, that poor child is never going to know its father. I mean, another theory theory also could be that this was a totally random attack. Like, some random person did this. And there's nothing like gang related in it whatsoever but again why bother taking him to his hometown did he drive to his hometown and then it was a random attack but that seems too coincidental but again coincidence do happen so nobody knows but like I, that's what's so frustrating about cases like these and the cases i'm going to be covering uh, that's the end of it by the way <laughs> case closed. done i don't know what else to say i don't have any other theories that is all i've come up with i would love your feedback on other theories because some of these like i've gotten from telling people i know and from reading like theories online but oh i also forgot i forgot to put in my sources i'll i will put it on the instagram yeah that's the thing with all these cases they're not solved and this oh, it's it's so frustrating to me that these cases aren't solved for the people themselves for the victims themselves and also for the families like i can't even bear thinking about not knowing what happened to somebody like, I don't even know this man. And I'm like, I'm thinking about this constantly. And the other cases, these just live in my head. I think about them all the time. And I'm like, what if this happened? What if this happened? What if this happened? What could have happened? I honestly think about it all the time. Okay, so I'm gonna actually wrap it up here because I have nothing else to say regarding the case. And I could keep talking, but it'd just be a lot of random shit, and nobody wants to hear that. Thank you for listening if you've made it this far. Um, and... I look forward to episode two. Let me know what you think on the Instagram feedback, comments, suggestions, like I said. Would love to know. So, okay, bye-bye.